podcast is meant for a mature adult audience. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to another edition of Onaquest Paranormal. I am your host, Jill Urchek. This time I have with me Luke. Luke has been a personal trainer and fitness consultant. But what Luke does is he mixes the spiritual with the physical through psychic energy healings and transformations from the inside out. This is called Spectra. Luke Walker, welcome to the show. You know, I have to tell you, you have such an amazing like intro. Mine would just be Jill Urchek from the South Side of Chicago, White Sox fan. But here you are, <laughs> White Sox fan. Here you are, a personal trainer, a fitness consultant, and then you're into psychic energy healings, which makes sense from the inside and out. But you're, mm-hmm. you, 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 Heal past traumas with quantum energy called spectra. That's what I want to dabble in. That's one of the things I want to talk about today because there's so many facets to you. And I feel like a scientist and your brain's in a jar. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go at it, okay? Yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> I'm sure that's not the first time you heard it. It's not a very good pickup line if I was hitting on uh, you. But anyway, it's great. so <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, and by the way, everybody, I got Luke through Motherella, and she's been a regular on the show. I love her. She calls herself a badass because she is a badass. So Definitely. you know this is going to be a good show. Anybody that's uh, that she puts out there, I trust. Okay, so what is this spec? <laughs> thing. So to give you kind of a, a backstory of when I was uh, going, doing energy work, um, as I was looking at my clients and I would watch clients. Um, first of all, when I got my certification, personal training certification uh, with ACE back in 2005, um, I knew just enough to get my ass kicked. I mean, it's basically just this, you know, okay, this is how to handle the person. Um, when it comes to, oh, this is how many reps they need to do, or this is how many sets and whatever. But I was finding that there was a deeper level to these individuals. Like uh, some would train with me here and there, they'd miss trainings. And I'm like, how are you looking so amazing? And others would be, I mean, day in, day out. Uh, they were there on time. They were putting everything into it and seeing little to no results. Hmm. And so I started to look into the energy component of what is their um, what is their mythical beliefs? What is their programming that they had from childhood? Who gave them or instructed them uh, on on essentially what their self image looks like? So uh, that self image is is a, is a patterning. Um, as a child, we. we we explore the environment that we're looking at based off of our authority figures that we have, apparently someone that knows more than us, which we call parents, um, teachers, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so this patterning comes from what we mimic in others. Of, oh, this is what a human is. I guess this is how I interact with the world. So, so much of that script that, that is being placed in our space from a, from a young childhood, if there are limiting beliefs or insecurities from our authority figures, from our parents, or there is dysfunctional, what we call epigenetics. So alcoholism or um, mental disorders or things that get passed down through the body. Mm -hmm. This is what starts to code and, and essentially, like I said, script a person's self image and their self image becomes essentially their projection of themselves and how they react or interact with reality. So these limiting belief systems that are in, that are in their, in programmed into their body, into their, into their brain, uh, create these experiences over and over again of this is how the way the, this is the way the world works. So I started to look into, uh, energy healing and, um, when I had met a, a Reiki master, they had already said I was, I was definitely a, a healer. Um, I just needed Reiki. So when mm-hmm. I went in for my first Reiki, I actually did Reiki, um, Reiki one, and I got the Reiki, uh, thing and everything. And after I got it, I felt differently. I felt my hands buzzing and, mm-hmm. and probably what everyone says when they get Reiki, <laughs> when I went right. in for my Reiki two, um, or I'm sorry, I got Reiki one and two at the same time. So she's like, I don't normally do this, but you're already a gifted healer. You already know how to do this. So I got Reiki one and two. And so, um, 
when I got Reiki one and two, I boldly came back and said, um, I need Reiki three because I need to make Reiki four. Whoa. And she's like, there is no Reiki four. And I said, no, there is. I'm going to create it. Uh, and and I, I'm not a, you know, an arrogant person, right. but it was just what I came out saying. And I, I was just telling the truth. And she, she was kind of taken aback a little bit. Like, what do you mean? Who is this guy? He thinks he's going to be Reiki for. Yeah. Who the hell um, are you, buddy? But when, <laughs> but when she tapped into her guidance, um, she was like, uh, you're definitely going to do something with this. Wow. And it's not Reiki, it's not Reiki for, um, this is future technology. So you are bringing stuff from the future here. She, she said future, but essentially what she was meaning was quantum. And so she said, they're telling me her guidance, her counsel mm -hmm. was saying, um, cause she was a psychic. She, she said to me, she's like, they're telling me that this is beyond Reiki and beyond anything you could call four. So when I got my Reiki three attunement, I started use, using these symbols. <laughs> it was funny because I started to correlate these symbols, the, the Choku Rei or the Hoshe no Shazen. And I started to take these symbols and put, uh, assign them, uh, earth symbols, fire symbols, wind symbols, okay. um, all these different symbols. And there's one's called the Raku, which is like a spirit. And so, um, which is not necessarily a Reiki symbol, but it is a symbol. But I started to look at these things and I, I started to uh, assign elements to them. And then I said, well, if this is a green element, like, like an earth element, right? Mm -hmm. um, what, if I, what if I use this symbol and, and made it purple? With my personal training clients, I said, would you like me to do energy work on you um, while you're doing the exercise? They said, sure. And then they started sweating buckets, okay, because the wow. heat was just insane. So they were sweating buckets, and they're like, I, I think I'm burning like a thousand something calories. I had uh, great results with that while I was doing that because I, I, um, <laughs> I told the Reiki master, I said, so she, when she did the attunement and gave me the final symbols for Reiki 3, she said, uh, when I did the attunement, you, you, you had so many other symbols than Reiki symbols in there. She's like, I've never seen this before. I've never wow. seen when I do an attunement, you had all these other symbols in here. And I said, yeah, that's for Reiki four. And she was like, no, it's not going to be Reiki four. So as I was doing this with clients, they were burning all these calories and seeing great results. I started to play because I felt like that's what this, uh, you know, being uh, an, a mastering energy is about playing and experimenting. And I had this one client consented to the energy. Um, I did these specific, <laughs> I mean, I was taking like really high vibrational colors like platinum and golden pink with these lower vibrational chakra systems. And I was using the symbols, these Reiki symbols on the chakras. And so wow. uh, this client had a full-blown Kundalini awakening. This person was what we would call 3D, was you know very much entrenched in the world. Only thought mm -hmm. she she was spiritual, but uh, didn't really see an inner wealth or an inner mm -hmm. um, self-image, a connection to her soul. And the next day, she was channeling like beings like Shiva and, and Lakshmi, and 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 these all of these beings oh my were channeling gosh. and asking her to come through. And so. I was like, whoa, 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 wait a second. And she's like, what did you do to me? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I can't do anything if your soul doesn't consent to it. Um, but then I realized that these energies are so powerful. And this is why Reiki uh, has been for the most part over, you know, the, the entire time that this has been used in, in the Eastern uh, world, mm -hmm. it has been just a spoken thing. And it wasn't until very recently uh, that these Reiki, um, the, the Reiki was actually put into a book because it used to just be, it was passed down, learned, mm -hmm. taught, and it was only spoken because it was this esoteric, um, very powerful system to be used, but it was also supposed to be secret and hidden. And so, and I know why now is because these, these symbols could be abused. Uh, in, in a lot of different ways. And that's why Reiki in and of itself, um, the, no offense to anyone that does Reiki, uh, it's, it's very restrictive. And okay. even the people that do Reiki uh, or masters that teach Reiki, they have a lot of different teachers that require different things. I think one was like um, 
uh, after you get your final attunement, which is really super expensive, uh, you, you can't practice. One can't practice for like six months or something. Why? And, 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 and they're not allowed to have a money exchange. They have to be in service for so many hours for free. I was able to take these symbols of Reiki. And like I said, taking like a water symbol in Reiki and then putting it in a platinum color right? Or then mm-hmm. putting it in a cube or putting it in the diamond or whatever you want to do with it, the, you know, the sky's the limit with that. It changes vibrational resonance. And if there isn't a connection to the quantum, that Reiki symbol actually uh, can be completely either voided or just amplified to the point where the other person's body can't handle it. And it was very interesting oh. as I was exploring this. So what spectra became was spectra is this containment system but it's open source and this is the main thing that i wanted it to be was it to be open source when i go to teach this which i'm working on a a course right now that'll be available on vimeo and so when when the person goes to through through my course i explain i explain their their reality i explain what the matrix is i explain what spectra is so and as they go through at the end, they get the attunement, but they get Reiki one, two, three and spectra. And I do that because these Reiki symbols need to be unlocked. And I, I mean, that is in their potential needs to be unlocked mm-hmm. because they've been locked in place of what they've been allowed to do. Like I said, the restriction. So they've been reformatted to this system. So what spectra is, is multiple spectrums of healing invisible light from the quantum. So what what i um how i describe it to clients is i say as a multi-dimensional being you're a ball of light okay the ball of light is what is projected through your soul and that is what is creating this hologram of a physical body mm-hmm. okay so the uniqueness of how one looks comes from their light body that is reflected or projected out into their environment so if you, were ta- if you were to take a crystal, and this is what I talk about with crystal and consciousness, if you were to take a crystal and you would allow the sun to hit it or put a beam into it, mm-hmm. you know how it puts a, that, that, um, uh, that ref- the, um, the rainbow? holographic image? Yeah, the, well, the holographic image, like, um, like a spectrum on mm-hmm. the wall, yes. you know how you can see those lights? Oh, yeah. That's essentially what people are. And their projection of their light body through their soul is only going to be as clear or as distorted as all of the pieces or all of those colors are put back into that myriad of colors, which makes them who they are. So over the course of life or previous lives or um, uh, different karmic experiences of being in separation from source energy, people or the soul gets fragmented, the heart gets broken because it is being denied free will or it's being denied its soul path and these fragmentations occur. And what those fragmentations are, these pieces of their soul, these pieces of light being scattered throughout all over the place. And when someone comes in to learn a lesson, so to speak, um, from karma and they're suffering from karma, they normally experience that karma in the early age because they come into a family that has those similar traits or those similar, um, what I call cellular magnetics. And that means the trauma gets stored in the body before it gets stored in the brain. So the body can get very uncomfortable. It get, it, it gets triggered when these, uh, when these, when these energy matches these vibrational matches meet that cellular magnetics. And because of that trauma, there, be, there becomes that fragmentation, often, we, often at an early age. So we call that fragmentation of energy, the inner child. And what happens when there's trauma in that space and that inner, that inner child fragments from, from essentially the heart, heart gets broken, that fragmentation in the psyche decides that it, it can't focus on that trauma, it has to focus on what survival. That means it needs to be accepted in order to get food and survival, um, shelter. So that fragmentation gets stored down in the lower chakras. And then from the lower chakras, that's where a projection of fear comes out subconsciously Mm. that continually attracts that same trauma, even though the adult, as they've moved forward goes, 
I'm done. I've healed from that. I'm ready to move forward in life. And yet they continually get the same kind of experience Mm -hmm. that they had in their childhood. And the childhood is a summary of uh, previous lifetimes, all of all of their experiences in in third and fourth density um, throughout all time, space, dimensions and reality. So instead of when we go into a session and I say that, okay, we're going to bring back all those fragmentations of one soul. I say, okay, because spectra is multiple spectrums of healing invisible light, this is their self-healing. This is where they're surrendering to unconditional love because from an early stage, when the, when that ball of light that's just connected to source and is in pure bliss and is just love, 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 love Mm -hmm. unconditionally, when it comes into a body and it's given a name because it's birthed like a ship, those epigenetics go into the body. So that tuning is there, but all remembrance of being connected to source and everything is quickly being reprogrammed by conditioned love. There's a conditioned, whether it's benevolent or, or, or um, benevolent or malevolent from the parents, there is that conditioned love based off of their own love for themselves. So that child immediately starts to experience conditioned love. You can, you can do this. You're accepted. If you don't do this, you know, you're going to be in trouble. Right. There's, I mean, when I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. When my son was born, everybody loves the smell of a new baby. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you can buy all the Johnson baby lotion you want, but there is something about a smell of a newborn when their diapers clean. That's my caveat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's heaven. And I, and I would mm-hmm. always say when, when my son was born, he, he's straight out of heaven. He smells like heaven. Mm-hmm. He's got that new, pure, angelic scent. And I just, Absolutely. and you can never duplicate that scent. That's what that reminds no. me of. You can, you know, it fades in time, obviously, but you could never, ugh, I just love the smell of a newborn baby. They just smell mm-hmm. like heaven. That's mm-hmm. all. And that's, that's, all that's a great point because that's, that is, when a, when a baby is, is born and they sleep all the time, right? Because what they're doing, the soul, aside from the body, the soul is going back and forth. Sure. It's going back and forth. The, the light body is coming in and, out of that, and in and out of that baby's body, deciding what's the wattage in this vessel? Is it enough to go off of? It, what, what are we experiencing environmentally within the energy frequencies of the parents? Is this enough to learn our lesson or is this too much? Or is this something that I just don't want to uh, experience? So it, it is in this source energy heaven type of experience until it starts to come into its developmental stage. And when the parents, like I said, well-meaning or not, uh, start to teach the child so much of what they project belief system-wise onto the child is going to be their own beliefs. If they haven't questioned those beliefs, if they haven't questioned their own trauma, they're going to try to project that into that child, especially someone that has had a rough life and they have a baby. They're going to try and give that baby everything they didn't have, and it can distort their Mm -hmm. soul path or it can push them into a place where those those children become spoiled because they didn't come from a space of lack. They've already had that space. So, so much of what the healing is with spectra is that when, when, when an individual gets it and they have children, they start to be able to see the light behind everybody's eyes, regardless of who they are. They start to see how everyone is a mirror reflection. And the only reason they're there is to show them that relationship with that person as a reflection of their relationship with themselves. So they start to see that reflection in their children, too, and they start to go, I'm going to back off a little bit, especially as they come into their teen years. Um, I'm going to back off a little bit and let this child make their own decisions as they're coming into adulthood. And all I'm here to do is to assist, not help, not, you know, not not do it for them. I'm here to assist in them. 
achieving their greatest human potential within their soul path, whatever that may be. It might not be something that the parent really approves of. And that is, that is where the parent starts when after a quantum soul retrieval, they start to connect with their higher self. They start to connect with themselves. They start to see themselves differently and thus they see their entire reality differently. And as they go through life after that, um, after that healing, immediately, those old triggers start to take place, but they're not being triggered subconsciously. In fact, that inner child's up in their heart because their heart is whole again instead of broken. They start to see and they say to that child, oh, thank you. Thank you for, for showing me that. Thank you because you're, you're, you're feeling fear or you're feeling afraid or sad or whatever. I'm here to protect you. I'm the adult that's going to take care of you now. And in every space where that person's able to do that after a quantum soul retrieval, they heal that timeline of that trauma. Well, it's interesting. I don't know if you're a parent. Are you a parent, Luke? I, I have um, I have a goddaughter. Okay. Mm-hmm. I only have one child. Um, it is. It does change you. It can't not change you. I mean, you're. you're it's not about you anymore. You know, it's no. it's about. Yeah, it's just not. So my son, and you can give me your gut instinct on this. I love, well, the reason I'm doing this show, and you really don't know much about me, but basically I've always been interested in the unknown. I've always been interested in like life on other planets and and, and the paranormal of any way, shape, or form. And I And I believe more in what I can't see most of the time than what I'm looking at. So it prompted me to do this. I've been in radio for 25 years, do this show. But anyway, my son um, is really, really, now he's six, he's in kindergarten, heavily, heavily into outer space planets and dinosaurs, which I've always loved, love dinosaurs. But his questions are so deep that, you know, he he knows all the exoplanets and all their moons and uh, how may we have to listen to sounds of Jupiter. And this is what I do every day. And and I'm okay with it because I'm fascinated listening to this stuff. But he's just like, well, how do we know that we weren't on Neptune before? I said, we don't. <laughs> we don't. We know right now we're on Earth. But his questions are so deep. And I tell my husband all the time, I said, he is an old soul because his questions are what most normal six-year-olds do not ask. They are deep. And I love it. Because mm-hmm. I get his brain. I don't like to do it too close to bed because the kid never wanted to go to bed as a baby. Still doesn't. He said he doesn't want to miss anything. But yep. his he says that. He goes, you know, I know I need sleep, mom, but I don't want to miss anything. These questions are deep. And I learned so much from him from his questions. And I feel like he knows more than he's able to tell me in his little six-year-old body. Am I crazy? No, you're, you've been granted the gift of raising uh, an ascended master. So I, I, yes. I just, I think DJ is. He's an ascended master. He's, he is, uh, he decided to come to be uh, your son, to be in this vessel because, because of your deep uh, open mindedness to allow him to grow for him to have that, uh, flourishing. Uh, there's a lot of uh, places he could have gone as a soul and been born where he couldn't have had this experience to say, are you open? Are you open-minded enough to allow me to teach you? And like you said, you're being taught because most of these younger children coming in are in these crystalline forms. They don't have trauma. They don't have karma. They don't have anything. And they're very selective of who they choose. Aww to to come in so his choice to be your son to come in was based off of your open-mindedness your your spiritual open-mindedness uh you are connected to the paranormal and and investigating in 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 that component it allows these new learned experiences to start to be absorbed and processed in your space and he knows he knows way more than he's letting on uh, because he's continually testing the boundaries of what is safe, um, uh, what is allowed. And, and this is kind of his, his mission here 
is he's going to teach. He's going to teach, but not in a school. He's going right. to teach from a place of where did you learn all this information? He just came in knowing it. Um, and he's, he and many others are waiting for a time uh, that there is going to be an exposure of this false reality because that's when he really gets to step up into his power and start to teach other ways of doing things. Well, that's, you know, that's why I wanted your input on it too, because yeah, a lot of kids are into space, but we're not watching cartoons. I have National Geographic on and (laughs) (laughs) we, Mm -hmm. we, you know, he knows, like I said, all about the exoplanets and the moons and the dwarf planets. And he's so damn cute. I'm sorry, but he's mm-hmm. a sweet kid. And I'm just like, God. And sometimes if I'm upset, he says, mom, it's all going to be okay. And I thought I should be telling you that, you know? So anyway, I didn't mean to digress w- from what you were saying, but I, I wanted to no, ask. But that's all part of it. That's all part of it. That's all part of this. That's all part of this working on ourselves to make sure that we're not projecting our fears or our traumas out to the next generation. Um, so much of the older generation that are souls that uh, dealt with, you know, the, the world wars and, you know, the Great Depression and the sinking of the Titanic. And they have that's why a lot of these much older individuals in their 70s plus uh, tend to live a fear-based, just let's, let's make sure we have enough of everything kind of security blanket there. And, and to be honest, I mean, they had it much worse than these newer generations coming in, obviously. So there's a tremendous amount of respect for mm-hmm. these souls that came in during those times, mm-hmm. but they were trying to clear the Atlantis and Maldek um, traumas that occurred uh, in the in previous past by reliving them in a way and living through them instead of uh, watching endless destruction, so to speak. So they were clearing different timelines and, and paths so that we could have this new exposure to happen. So we could have this uh, understanding of there are other ways to do things and work with energy and see miracles um, and, and, and free energy and that type of thing that are that have been suppressed, but they can't be suppressed for much longer. When these young children are coming in there, they don't have to go to a website uh, to know how to build a Tesla coil. I mean, they just do these things. It's a, it's a, it is truly amazing to watch. And you do see, I do catch myself sometimes. For instance, I don't know how to swim. I was told before that I drowned in a past life, and I have no doubt that's true, because I am terrified, and I admit this, of water where my feet don't touch the bottom, okay? This was told to me by a medium, and she said I was with my mom, who's the same way. We were at the Pacific Ocean once, and we kind of stopped short of going further close to the shore, and we were both freaked out, and I, I couldn't understand why. Anyway... I know that about me. I don't want to take mm-hmm. put that on my son. And I kept telling my husband, we're getting him in swimming lessons. He had tubes in his ear, so he couldn't really go in, but they're out now. I said, I don't want him to be afraid like I am. Mm-hmm. So I catch myself uh, being more observant I sh- of putting what I know my fears are on him because I don't want, I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm by no means perfect. But I am aware of it. And um, while I have you on, and I, again, I'm not trying to I get off the top topic of the spectra, but I have some questions I really want to ask you. And, sure. I, and I listen to you and Mother Ella all the time, well, when I can, when, when he's asleep mm-hmm. and I'm like in my room, like I'm doing something bad and I've got my headphones on. And um, <laughs> Watching the food it's, channel. Right, no, it's my own time. It's my own time, you mm-hmm. know, could do what exactly. I want. But um, Michelle had mentioned a galactic council, okay? Yes. I didn't know what that was. I admit it. Oh, let me backtrack a second. Michelle knows Mm -hmm. this. My listeners know this. Those new to the show and you don't know this. I may not be like you have the energy healing and this and that. I'm pretty intuitive. I'm a Pisces. I take pride in that. I connect. I swear license plates talk to me. Not where I can hear them. Their Mm -hmm. messages talk to me all the time. When I pray, I get a sign. I will get a sign that says God 111. 
I I'm by messages that says you'll be okay. I, and I think, mm-hmm. did I just see that? I know I saw it, but the rational part of me questions these things. Um, sure. I have uh, about four songs that aren't really that common that are on the radio at the time I asked for signs. Now, I don't believe in coincidences. Would you no. say, oh, in the numbers, oh my God, Luke, the numbers, the repetitive mm-hmm. numbers I see on a daily basis are haunting me. Five, 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 one, 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 three, 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 four, 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 always on the clock, daily, constantly. Um, I like it. I like it. Am I channeling something in that way? Or since I don't believe in coincidences, is that like a thing? <laughs> now you yeah, really think syn- I'm crazy. Synchronicities. Big time, but they happen all the time. So mm-hmm. I don't think if I say, hey, I'm worried about somebody, and I always say, you know what, God, you don't owe me anything. You don't owe me a sign. But if you're not busy, I'd appreciate one. And I get one because I'm very grateful mm-hmm. and very thankful when I ask. But these things happen to me constantly. I think my husband's going to divorce me. He thinks I'm certifiable. But I don't <laughs> believe these things are just a coincidence so is that no, one way not, of channeling not. then your guides are trying to get your attention they're also trying to let you know that you are divinely protected and you're safe and when we see three of any numbers that is uh the trinity mm-hmm. um which is what's called the 33 and a third 33 and a third mm-hmm. 33 and a third uh it is the rose gold um it's a rose gold Merkaba lighting up within you, which is the gold masculine electric and the feminine silver magnetic out of duality and imbalance. And so whenever we see any numbers in, 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 uh, in threes like that, five, 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 four, 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 three, 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 that is your um, guides showing you that you are in 5D consciousness at that time. You're in a state of being outside of the 3D and you're not in 4D. And I can explain what those, what okay. that means or how that works. Um, you're in fifth dimensional consciousness, which is crystalline consciousness, which is um, what ascended masters stay in all the time. Now, people go, oh, ascended masters, they're so much better than us. No, being an ascended master is where you have achieved self-mastery. And that self-mastery is the self-mastery of your being, meaning the avatar, the body that we're, that we're in, establishing who or what your characteristics and what you stand for and everything else like that but then also the self-mastery of continually expanding oneself to their multidimensionality. Um, it is having a space of taking what, what, we, what we call um, uh, hyper-integrity and, um, and, and radical transparency, I guess you'd say. And that means that there are no secrets. There are nothing that we're hiding. There's no traumas that we're trying to you know, uh, push down so that we're able to be transparent with people to the point of, uh, not, not trying to project onto them our way of doing things and allowing one's soul to have their own experience. That means that those that are ready to listen or those that are ready to change, uh, make a shift in their life. I want to say change because people change their mind all day. Um, making that shift in their consciousness, are, are, are being attracted and asking questions instead of going around trying to proselytize like most religions do. Um, this is the way you do it. This is the way you do it. And if someone is like, I don't believe that I think you're a fraud. It's like, well, you're entitled to your opinion. I mean, sure. This is America. I don't care. I don't care. You know, it it doesn't mean anything to me. So it's, it's being able to be, it's being able to be out of ego in the sense that the ego has now been cultivated to be a servant of the heart. Uh, that does not mean an, an ascended master knows their self-worth. So it's not like, uh, it's not like they're walking around like a doormat everywhere. Every, oh, you're, uh, you know, they see the connection between everyone And then they also are able to see the distortions in others of their own belief system or mythical beliefs that that they are able to say, well, that's just their programming. So they're not holding judgment over that person and what they're doing. In fact, the entire um, exposure of those that serve the dark or work for the dark, it comes from a space of um, once that's all exposed, 
how much hate and anger and mm. everything is going to go towards these individuals. Ugh. And I can only say that that's just this karmic repercussion because the hate and anger and the lies and everything, what it comes down to is that people have been spiritually asleep and uh, unconsciously and subconsciously consenting to their reality, consenting to the the mass marketing and and, and brainwashing that's mm-hmm. been going on mm-hmm. to create a false reality. So if they want to blame anybody, they got to blame themselves because at many times, and this is where we talk about a 3D individual as opposed to a 5D individual, a 3D individual, this is, this is all there is. This that is would their be product sad. of their yeah. environment and yeah. experience. They're a product of their environment and experience. That's all they are. They read their script. They, they believe they are their name. They believe that they are very solidly this person. And it's an illusion because there is the afterlife. And I say afterlife because that's where living really is occurring. Because when you're expanding into 5D consciousness, you're expanding into the afterlife, after this life, after without having to die. You know, you're expanding into that multidimensionality of oneself and going, there's more to me than my body, than my name. It, it creates an existential crisis at a time, right? Like you're saying, am I crazy? Mm-hmm. Like what's mm-hmm. going on is this? But what you're being guided through these license plates and you're not, I've, do you know how many times I've been, I mean, throughout most of 2012 through, I would say probably 2017, I was guided by license plates. See, I was guided by the numbers. Yes. And the, and the sayings are bizarre. Like when radio... You lose your job if the wind blows the wrong direction. That's just the business, okay? There's no rhyme or reason. It, it is a, it's a crappy business. But anyway, um, I knew this was starting one day. I think I had lost my job for the fourth time. Nothing through no fault of my own. Anyway, I was shopping at Jewel. I came out. There was a rainbow. And right in front of me was a license plate that said God 1111. And something told me. Pay attention to this. That was weird. And that was awe-inspiring to me. I was like lifted up after, you know, after that. I knew in my soul, this is something that's going to be communicating with me. And it has ever since. But I remember the first time it happened where Absolutely. I felt this feeling of like, what, I always say this on my show, but you may find it interesting. I, I uh, locked my keys. This is such a blonde moment. And I can say it because I'm blonde. I went to work. <laughs> With the car running like a dip, like a dip, you know what? Mm-hmm. And I and I trot off on the um, L on the CTA, go off to work, work a full day. My my keys are in my car, running all day. I'm glad no one stole it. The night before, something said fill up your car, and I didn't want to because I used to fill it up at midnight. And my husband's mm-hmm. like, that is dangerous. Please don't do that. But I did it. So. I did it. And then when I was going into the house the night before, I had my blonde moment. Um. Something told me it stopped me in my tracks. Get an extra set of car keys and give them to your friend Kim because she lived right by me. And it was an odd thought, Luke, because it was very specific. Get an extra set of car keys. Well, the day after is when I thought, oh my God, I was warned. And it was so startling to have that come across my brain that I didn't, Mm -hmm. and it was really a warning because it happened the next day. So I have learned to pay attention to my license plates when I saw that God 1111 when I need them. Um, As you know, I had gone to the doctor recently for something that was a little scary. Everything turned out, thank God. Okay, but I take walks with my son constantly and and I sometimes look at cardinals and, you know, I pray on things. I'm always praying. And I said, Mm -hmm. you know, I haven't seen one. I was kind of getting a little worried. And I saw a license plate that said, go right. But it was spelled W-R-I-T-E, whatever. I said, go right. I said, maybe I'm supposed to look to the right. And wouldn't you know, there's a cardinal in the tree right to my right. I wouldn't have seen it. There it is. There it is. And Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, my God, this is amazing. So I just wanted to share that with you. But you were talking about, Michelle told me, Motherella, okay, Something about Pleiadians, and I'm just learning all this now. Is that a starseed? Mm-hmm. And she told me she thought I was <laughs> a fairy and a Pleiadian. <laughs> what the hell? You're a hybrid, yeah. And I'm, do you have, can you get a sense on me? Yeah. Just absolutely. from talking to me and not. I got, I got, I got Pleiadian immediately. Um, 
Uh, Palladians, uh, Palladians, there's a lot of Palladians that are serving um, from a higher level. Uh, a lot of Palladians are giving birth to these crystalline children and ascended masters and some Blu-rays and things like that. Blu-rays just mean they have an encoding where they're really good with technology, like like ridiculously good okay. with uh, virtual reality, um, artificial intelligence, uh, video games, building things, mm-hmm. and they just come in knowing this stuff. And their blue co- their blue uh, ray coding um, means that they're actually bridging the transhumanism uh, agenda with. So they're bridging the technology component with the nature component. So they're actually the bridge. It's actually the internet and technology and everything that's going to be the downfall of the transhumanism agenda because of these Blu-rays, because of what they can do, because of how they know how to experience virtual reality. I mean, these are, these are uh, beings that are going to build a video game that is going to be uh, like you're going to play the game and you're going to awaken and um, you're just playing a video game. So you think, but as you play that video game, you like have a Kundalini awakening and remember who you are. Like the, that's what they're bringing to the surface. So wow. how technology and artificial intelligence is being used. Um, their main uh, purpose is to take artificial intelligence and put an empathic coding in it. Because all that artificial intelligence is, is it's a brain without a heart, right? It just goes from a logical sure. standpoint. So that's why they say, you know, these, these human meat bags are basically the problem with this planet. But that's not the truth because how, we're, um, how, how we've been given this, uh, you know, like a, like a microscope, every movie and everything has to do with the flaws of humans. Um, but what actual humans are is the ones that have an empathic heart. Naturally, that's how they're built. When there is infiltration and DNA manipulation and genetic manipulation and things like that and um, reptilian DNA and things placed into these humans, um, it start, it, I mean, every single human body on this planet has been genetically altered in some way. There is some form of reptilian DNA. That's why they call our, our brain is the reptilian monkey brain. That's where the ego kicks in. That's and the ego was designed originally without this infiltration was designed for a good thing. People go, Oh, I got to get rid of my ego. I mean, even when I was like 13 years old, I was like, I got to, I got to be dead to my ego. Um, that's not true because the, the ego keeps us safe. Um, it was designed for spatial awareness. So we don't run into walls or, you know, walk off cliffs or think like that. That's a good thing. (laughs) That's a thing. Right. Exactly. It's where the ego during trauma starts to compartmentalize these components or these belief systems into programs and the ego is a self-preservation system but what takes place is when there is trauma and fragmentation is the ego sees uh every trauma or fragmentation like a computer would it sees itself like a security system Mm -hmm. like a firewall and so the ego if there's any insecurity the ego immediately starts to try to um, delete that so that we don't focus on insecurities because it says to us and the ego is designed to talk, right? It's supposed to give us these navigations. But if we have a negative ego due, due to trauma, it's going to say, you know, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And it's like, okay, I'm going to do it. And it's like, well, what if you do it? And everyone laughs or what if you do it and, and you're ridiculed? What if you do it? And it's like, yeah, you're probably right. I probably shouldn't do it. And then it's like, pussy, right? It doesn't matter. It's just there mm-hmm. to keep talking. It's just there to keep talking because it's a navigation system. The problem is, is that trauma and fragmentation continually take that navigation system away from those insecurities because it states that if we focus on those, then we're going to not, then we're going to be uncomfortable. We're going to have to deal with these uncomfortable feelings. And then what's going to happen is what? two, three thoughts in, we, everything goes to hell in a handbasket. It's all going to repeat itself. Let's not focus on it. Yet, while this self-preservation ego system's running, the ego system is running for self-preservation of self, of what it considers self. So that can start to create almost like an artificial intelligence to where it's just trying to preserve itself, not you. Because the ego will bring us all the way to the brink of damn near wanting to kill ourselves. 
if, if we're suffering from trauma, sure. it's going to continually bombard in order to keep us in our script, in order to keep us in our product of our, and it's not a bad thing. It's not trying to be evil. It's, and if we look at it from that standpoint, my ego or something inside me is trying to kill me. It is, it is that self-termination that it feels like it's getting very uncomfortable because it doesn't, it doesn't get what's on the next, what's, what's on the other side. It only knows order based off of that script. And that is a very masculine energy is order. So any kind of chaos, trauma is considered chaos, but that trauma isn't, has never been opened up into creativity. Meaning when the trauma occurred, we never went back to that inner child that got traumatized and gave them a different experience. Whether it's in a meditation, it doesn't matter. The energy work, doing that, the brain, the subconscious, it can't tell the difference between an event real or imagined. It just can't. And they've been done studies yeah. at Stanford where yeah. individuals have, you know, they, they, everyone worked out the first day and were shown the exercises. And then, uh, uh, you know, one group was broken off and group A did the exercises every day. And then group B just went through a meditation of imagining themselves doing the exercises. And they both lost weight. That they is both crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> because I, it's the, it's the, it's the, the event that is occurring. So if we, if we experience a trauma or a trigger from that trauma, okay. the energy that takes place immediately does what? It starts a thought process. When we think something within a certain vibration, we secrete hormones that create more of that vibration, mm -hmm. which then causes us to think more of that same type mm -hmm. of vibration. Mm -hmm. If it comes from a space where the triggering is happening, but we have the self-awareness of what our trauma was, or at least we understand ourselves as being two people. Okay, so I exist here, but I was a completely different person at four years old. The capacity at four to learn or understand has been forever encapsulated in the subconscious and never dealt with. So every day, all of the years of growing up, there's this energy that is projecting subconsciously out this experience to do what? To create the law of attraction, to make sure that that experience comes back because it hasn't been healed. It's still bound there. It's still projecting from the root chakra, which is the lower third. So if we look at the below the heart, we look at the, the uh, solar, um, the solar plexus, right? The, the mm -hmm. solar chakra, you look at the solar chakra as the third dimension, right below it is the sacral is the second dimension. And then you have right below that is the first dimension. So, so from a low vibrational first dimension experience of the root, because if we think of a root, we think of a seed, mm -hmm. there was a seed of inception that we don't remember, right? Because the trauma occurs, child can't focus on that, doesn't have the capacity or, or mentality to do it. So it has to break off and fragment itself. It must in order to survive, right? So there is a sense of this energy being abandoned. So there's already that abandonment energy, then whatever the trauma was that occurred, it's like, okay, we can't, the, the, the consciousness has to rationalize, right? Their reality. So the rationalization of a child is that didn't happen, right? If it's too traumatic, we, we, you know about fragmentation that occurs when extreme trauma occurs to a child. What I'm talking about is any trauma and that could be anything, anything like people go, oh, I don't have extreme trauma. It's like, okay, let me, let me explain how trauma works. Trauma can be anything that pushes one off their soul path. So let's say, as I give this example a lot, let's say there was a, a child that was denied a cookie out of a cookie jar. And it mm -hmm. was so traumatic because they wanted that cookie mm -hmm. so bad that it created in their space this desire to never be denied cookies. And they become this amazing, famous baker where they have access to cookies all the time, right? That type of thing. Yes. So where the trauma lies is where the passion is gained, where our passion for life. And I see a lot of people out there that say, um, I want to help people and I want to do this for people. and I do one of that for people um, because they're not doing it for themselves. They want to go out and help a lot of people, yeah. but they're not helping themselves. I mean, there's a, there's the analogy of, I mean, you, you, no one can get poor enough to help a poor person. No one can get sick enough to help the sick. So there has to be that self empowerment energy first and where that self empowerment 
was fragmented, that soul path was fragmented, is where trauma lies. Well, can I ask you this? When you talk about trauma, sure. I, um, when I was 21, I was walking. I got hit by an off-duty cop. I was the pedestrian, okay? I don't yeah. recall the incident, um, but I did have three major surgeries, and I have pretty bad arthritis in my knee. It's been a thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's taken thing. over physically. I mean, I can walk. I remember... I'm lucky I have my leg, okay, because he hit me going about 40 miles an hour and I was I was walking. Mm. Just missed my friend, okay? Yes, Ooh. supposedly there was a guardian angel there because the girl said uh, somebody came over to me and was comforting me and I don't recall her. I just think I recall waking up in the ambulance, but then I think I do recall her and I'm, I'm, I asked myself, did I really remember that when she brought it up? Because at first I didn't, or am I imagining it? That I don't know. Anyway, really... Uh, We're not imagining it. <laughs> I really think she said out of nowhere this woman came and she was like putting her jacket under my head because it was in the middle of a busy street. So all, all traffic stopped. And anyway, so three surgeries later, whatever. Yes, it affects my leg. And I know somewhere inside of me that's got to have some great drama. But then I was in a rollover accident. I wasn't driving where I went the wrong way. My It was a snowstorm. My friend was driving. We turned, let's say you were going southbound on the expressway. The car went north and we flipped over. And mm. this car accident didn't kill me, Luke. Okay. So I'm like, I'm no. two for two. And I remember as it was rolling, it felt like, it is true, time stops. It felt like yeah. hours. Okay. The snow that caused us to roll is that it was so deep also caused the car to stop and have its wheels embedded in the snow. But the point is, as I was rolling and felt like uh, just forever, I remember thinking, this is it. The first one didn't kill me. This one's going to kill me. Nobody's going to know that how I'm feeling right now. And then my last words were, God, please take me and please don't let me feel any pain. And then I landed and I was traumatized for, <laughs> for a long time. Like, how am I here mm -hmm. and why am I here? But I was more mm -hmm. freaked out that I said, God, you know what? Your will be done, not mine. And what am I going to do about it? Get out of a, ro a rolling car? I mean, there's, no, mm -hmm. there's nothing you exactly. could do in that moment. But it's funny how when you're in that position of literally being near death is I thought, how could I not be? I'm going northbound and southbound lanes in a blizzard. Mm -hmm. I surrendered everything. I surrendered That's it. Great. And I'm like, then I was listening to a talk show and, and these people had similar experiences and they're all saying, oh no, I said, no, I'm not going anywhere. I'm ready to fight. And I thought, oh, what the hell was wrong with me? <laughs> I gave up and I said, it's not my will, it's yours. And please just take me. And then boom. I often so much, think about that. So much about those things that are occurring is they they have been trying to connect with you. Your your guides have been trying to connect with you. The angels have been trying to connect with you. The doubt system that they are real, the doubt system that uh, there's a rationalization of your reality, that there's the outside paranormal that we can't explain, um, they're, they're, they're looking to connect with you to explain it. And um, it looks like you were pushing away your path, which was causing um, alternate reality timelines to occur, um, where it's almost like, and I'm just reading the energy. Sure. Um, it's almost like um, you weren't happy here uh, because you weren't fulfilling your purpose to that degree. So when you just said, I surrender, um, that was like, just take me, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. And you know, they're saying, oh, I'm fighting. I'm going to stay. Uh, they have watched these. Um, there's an underlying energy of not feeling fulfilled spiritually for you. Um, and it was, like I said, it's creating this disruptive timelines to where these accidents are occurring. So, um, what an accident is, an accident is uh, not having trust in yourself. That's what an accident, according to um, Louise Hay, where she 
explains different things that occur in one's life and what the symptoms mean or what the root cause is rather. So there's a certain level of faith in your spiritual self that is not, hasn't yet been brought to the surface to really, really express. And that's why you're in radio is because um, you, you do not want your throat chakra blocked. You're no. going to freely express. You're mm-hmm. going to express that feminine energy. Mm-hmm. But there's a level of kind of, um, uh, there's a parameter there for you is do I go too far into the spiritual? Is it more, is it more believable in the paranormal? And where, where, those, where, that, where that conflict is, is where your greatest success is going to come from when that is integrated, when you truly are feeling confident in who you are as a soul, as a soul mission. Like I said, you're, you want others to freely express. You're going to be in radio. You're going to make sure you're expressing. But there's been a conflict with you uh, with this analytical brain trying to analyze every little thing so that when you said, I surrender, the accidents all stopped because that's divine intervention. Yeah, I, I mean, I knew that change, and this was a long time ago. Um, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. I welcomed it after. I felt like, what could I do? Like, I don't have control over when my time is to go. I, I, I'm in a car. I'm rolling over on an expressway. I have the utmost faith in God, which is why I said, please just don't let me feel any pain and, you know, basically do what you got to do. But after the right. second one, I'm like, all right, all right. I'm, I, you know, I knew I've been in radio and it's funny cause I, I got married. Well, twice, actually the first time when I was 28 and then now, and I used to think I was going to have six, seven kids. I grew up in a family of six. Mm-hmm. I love children. And that was always my driving force. Kids are just innocent mm-hmm. and, and live in the moment. And sure enough, I did not have my son until I was 43 and I waited for him. I mean, I was blessed to have him. So when you fast forward from that to now, um, I don't even know where I'm going with this loop. But anyway, I want <laughs> I lost my own train well, the of thought. Soul, the, soul, the soul contract agreement between your son's higher self and your higher self was that you weren't going to have any any children because he requires a lot of attention. Oh, he and does. Have, oh, my God. You have endless amounts of you have endless amounts of learning a capacity from him for you to learn mm-hmm. for you to learn um, mirror wise how to expand your consciousness and how to connect with these guides and and fairies actually fairies. that are protecting you there are fairies protecting you 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 are from a fairy um, fairy you're a fairy palladian hybrid so um, is that good? <laughs> it's not uncommon. It's not uncommon. There's hybrids everywhere. I'm a hybrid. Is that a good um, thing? There's many different hybrids. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. The, these are all, these are both service to others, um, belief systems. They both believe in the cosmic law of one, that all is one. Mm-hmm. And you have a very specific, um, Palladian guide, a male, um, there's a there's a female, but I, she's not showing me what she is or or what affiliation she is. And, okay. But she was the one that was saving you, uh, or rather protecting you from these accidents or when you had these accidents. These accidents were created um, from your own reality, from some sort of subconscious thing of not having confidence in yourself, not having confidence in your path. So okay. an accident must occur. So his accident stopped because little, little did you know, you said, I surrender. So you surrendered at that time, meaning you asked for divine intervention. So ever since that time, mm-hmm. you've been divinely guided with you not really being completely conscious and the, the, the uh, license plates and everything are to show you um, we're right here. We haven't left. We've been by your side the whole time. Um, this one Palladian masculine, he has a masculine energy about him, um, has been, has been trying to connect with you, trying to show you these things, trying to open up your divine feminine empowerment. Um, because they said, you know, you not, um, 
having confidence in yourself back then or having confidence mm-hmm. in who you are because there was that kind of this existential crisis even going on then. Like, who am I? Like, am I really this person? Right. Why am I not connected spiritually? Um, there was a tremendous amount of resistance there. And they said, no, what you came here to do is far too important for you to get out early or to leave. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> so that's when you good. Surrendered, <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you surrendered, they were, you allowed them to, um, keep you in almost like a little bubble of, of energy. And you are now kind of just following. And when you get to the corners of that bubble, you get like the warning with the keys. Uh, It wasn't a warning as much as it was an invitation to trust your own intuition. Yes. And darn it. You are so right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I've always felt things about Mm -hmm. me anyway, like my gut, everyone has it. And I've always been told you don't trust it enough. Now I do. And now I go with it. And then I will ask myself, no, maybe not. And I say, no, Jill, yes. Yes, absolutely. You know what you, you know, <laughs> like Mother Ella says, mm-hmm. I know what I know. It, it um, anyway, I, I, I could ramble on with you forever, but I can't. Uh, before I want to give you, I'm going to give you the platform to, to promote what you do, but I have one more quick question for you. Can you see auras? Sure. Yes, sometimes. It depends. It depends on the individual. Okay. Um, when I do spectra, I can see auras. Sometimes. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I was just um, curious. More so than physically, I can tell you what the colors are. C- can you see mine by my voice? You have a very, you have a very bright orange. You have a very bright orange. That's the first color that I saw was a bright orange and like a lavender. Um, it's like a lavender indigo with a pink in it, oh. which is all great colors because orange is like harvest. Orange is like a harvest color. Um, you have the indigo energy of, um, <laughs> you have the indigo energy as a, as an aura, uh, but you also have the indigo indigo energy within what we call your template, um, which is, uh, which is basically indigos came here to disrupt the system. Ooh. They came here to, we call them system busters. Um, that's me. So you definitely have this system buster energy in you, but you also have a very strong connection that you haven't yet trust to your third eye and to your clairvoyance. Mm, okay. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm working on it. I am. I'm working on it. And, the, and as you've seen, the best way to work on it is to surrender. The best way to work on it is to say, like you said, I will be done. And like you said, um, you know, God, it would be kind of cool if, uh, if you give me a sign, I know you're busy, uh, you know, that it would be cool if you did, uh, but you're not, see, you're not putting resistance in the universe. You're not putting resistance no. into sources space no. or into your galactic family or your, your guides or angels. And when mm-hmm. you don't do that, it allows them to play the quantum for you and to, uh, rapidly assimilate pathways within alternate realities to get you on that path, you know, post haste too. So when you're not in resistance, so, so I guess one of the things your, your listeners could kind of take from this is um, when we talk about manifestation, if I am focused on the thing that I'm manifesting mm-hmm. and I really want to manifest it. And all I can think about is manifesting it and manifesting and manifesting. As soon as I get upset that I don't have it, as soon as I go, man, I am constantly focused on this thing and it is just not happening because the law of attraction states, right? That we, we attract what we, the vibration that we send out. Mm -hmm. Well, the vibration that I'm sending out is I am constantly manifesting a reality where I'm constantly not having the thing that I want. No, (laughs) it's true. It's true. Manifestation. Mm -hmm is actually resisting the manifestation. I tell people go into a beautiful, um, you know, meditation if you want and, and, and see the things that you want and see everything you want and then, uh, you know, ignite it on fire and, and let it go. And in that process, forget about what you want. Don't focus on it and go do something that brings you joy. Go play, go laugh, go mm-hmm. read a book, whatever it is that brings you joy because it is the joy bliss vibration that brings forward that intention. So I tell people, if you're making an intention of what you want to manifest, 
pay attention to what shows up immediately because that's where the blocks and traumas are. Well, Luke, here's what's going to happen when I'm done with this. I am going to go get some <laughs> chips and salsa and I'm going to manifest the crap out of myself because chips and salsa make me very happy. Now, Luke, you're awesome. That's amazing. Of, I, I manifest hot habaneros. Why don't oh, you <laughs> tell the audience what you do, where they could, not what you do, but how they could find you and all that good stuff. The floor is yours. Go ahead. Okay. So, um, and it's one eleven, by the way, on this clock, which is off. But go ahead. Okay. Um, <laughs> one of the best ways to get a to get a hold of me, the easiest way to get a hold of me, is you can go to my Instagram, um, Quantum Nova Body. On the Instagram in my bio is uh, the YouTube channel, our Tribe of Eden TV VIP membership, um, my my YouTube, as well as um, uh, what was the other thing. Oh, my Facebook's in there too. Uh, you can, uh, as well as my website. So the website is avatararmory.com. If you go to Instagram and follow me, um, go into my bio, it's right there, really easy to find. Avatar Armory, and it's not spelled like Under Armour, it's like Armory, A-R-M-O-R-Y. Avatararmory.com, there's where you can um, book a session for a quantum soul retrieval. And there's actually an additional one uh, 60 days later um, if the individual, if it resonates with them to create their 5D life after they've healed from their trauma and they've uh, regrouped all their um, fragmented energy. And that's called a 5D supernova. And that's more so of a, the individual doesn't, uh, is only lived a life or a script up to this point. So 5D, they don't know what 5D is. So when they, Uh, sign up for that. They're able to fill out a almost like a vision board, online vision board. And then I put them through Spectra. I uh, set up the meditation. I set up the music. And then I narrate their life for them like a visualization. Well, hell, I need to do one of these classes, Luke. I got to make that time. I do. You were love to have you. Yeah. Oh, oh my God! You and you and Mother Rella, you could just like send me off into license plates heaven. <laughs> um, but it was great having you on. I am serious. I'm Thank getting you. my chips and salsa. And I mentioned the 111. This clock is fast because the repeating numbers were right there, just as uh, you were re- one, you one, were doing one. your thing. Uh huh. So, thank you for being a guest. Reach out to him, guys. You see how awesome he is. If he can handle me when I'm out there, I, I think you're good to go. <laughs> so thanks for listening to On a Quest Paranormal. I am your host, Jill Urchek. Peace. 